back to Beyond Damascus. We have a new look. It's a new season, and we're excited to be with you. My name is Brad Pieron, and I'm with my friends and brothers in Christ, Woo! Dan Dimite yeah, yeah. and Aaron Richards. Oh, and, uh, man. man, it's been a little while. This is, uh, for those of you who have listened to us before, this is season two. We're launching into a... Uh, Something new. Yeah, something yeah, new. Something new. It's and, been uh, a while since it has season been a while. one ended. Yeah, I know. I was actually thinking about that. I'm like, like I, I've changed, I think, completely since the last time we recorded. <laughs> so uh, it might be good to just ask uh, what's going on in your guys' lives. So why don't we start with you, Dan? Mm. What's oh, new in life? Up. What is new with me? Um, yeah. I shrank quite okay. a bit. I, I lost 35 pounds oh, since season yeah. one. Come yeah, on. So my clothes don't fit me anymore. I was thinking because we used to use stools and now Yo, you're sitting in a reclining chair. You did lower now yeah, in this yeah. chair. Yeah. So, but shrink uh, in and uh, down. Yeah. And I became a football coach. So I'm Come coaching on. my son's football team. It is the most fun I've ever had. Yeah. And uh, so it's been the best. Put it in the show notes. Dan has to wear a whistle next episode. I, I do wear whistles. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's good stuff. It's I like that. Stuff. Football coach, yeah. losing some weight. Aaron? Nothing uh, really big on your plate. Right? Well, a couple life. big things. Number yeah. one, we have a new table. A new, <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, That's not what I thought you were going to say. Sitting in a far new. more comfortable chair. Uh-huh. Uh, for the first time in 20 years or so, I am jeepless. Oh, oh wow. yeah. yeah. You're that, really building this up. I'm actually, this is, I, hate, there's I hate Aaron's Jeep because <laughs> Aaron and I bought cars around the same time. Yeah. I went through like Five you had such bad luck. Wait, but your truck had, all, that would set itself on fire? Two trucks. Okay, okay. sorry. And a minivan. I've gone through everything. <laughs> and Aaron's like, oh, my Jeep. Uh, it's, yeah. it's it lasted about 270,000 miles and then I sold it. Two hundred yeah. And then you sold it. That's the best part. Here's a $270,000 Jeep. Mile Jeep, not dollar Jeep. <laughs> 270,000. Did I say dollar? Mile. Yeah. Uh, Did you get that out of it? I'm just kidding. No, no, no. no. Yeah. Uh, la last piece is we... We welcomed a uh, uh, fifth little baby to the family. Come on. Yes. Um, Marin Josephine was born September 27th. So That's awesome. Super pumped. On her mom's yeah. birthday. Yeah. Nice. For those who are thinking Marin's a unique name. It is. Not, what, not why, less, less unique now. Why did Marin? So this, uh, briefly, this is super fun. So uh, Monica, one of Monica's, my wife's Monica's favorite uh, versions, mm -hmm. styles. Uh, titles. Colors of Mary <laughs> titles is of titles of Mary <laughs> is Star of the Sea, right? Yeah. And uh, we we've we've always loved Mary Star of the Sea. Uh, we didn't we 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 just couldn't wrap our heads around naming the baby Maristella. Mm -hmm. But when we started looking at different versions of Maristella, the French variation of Maris Marin, hmm. and we have a love for the. French people and the yeah, I love that French country. You have a love for the French. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, I actually no, was. No, but it's true. You do have a love for the French. Yeah, okay. I've just never like, heard anyone say we have a love for the French. <laughs> well, for anyone listening, I was like, I like, I like France, laughing. right? Terrence <laughs> naming Dan technique. hates the I, French. I actually tell Aaron, Aaron, my wife Amber, I was like, I can't wait to find out the name because the the my favorite moment in life was when we got the message from Aaron. That after you had your second child and you said the name of your son was Diggory. And it was just like, yeah. that was a moment of great joy and ex, like just exaltation. So it's good house. when names have, uh, have double meaning too. Yes. And Marin is actually a character in one of my kids' favorite video games. Yeah, I so that. I knew I could sell them on yes. the, on the <laughs> It's also the a perfect combination that, of Monica and Aaron. Marin. All right, Brad, how are I, I did doing? not think uh, of that until just now. Just Thank now? you, Brad, for yeah, ruining but, uh, that. No, forever. no, don't let it ruin. Don't let it ruin. Um, I, uh, well, a lot's happened. Uh, my wife Nina's pregnant with our Woo! first, which is so exciting. Come on. That's a big and, win. Uh, yeah, it's a huge win. Babies and um, everywhere. Woo! Yeah, so Jeez. we'll, um, 
have our little one in early January. So All that's right. going to be an exciting new year for us. And um, yeah, outside of that, I've uh, been working on a, a book that might go through the nice. publishing process, which is kind of exciting yeah. uh, about um, idols and being idle. So just avoiding uh, idols in our life, but also avoiding idle speed. Um, we'll see what comes of that. Not sure how, uh, how that'll go, but been working on it, which Fun is exciting. Um, I think that uh, I'm really excited for the the new way the show's going to go. So um, if you tuned in before, it's going to look a lot different. So we're actually, instead of having a free-flowing conversation about a topic that we choose, we're actually going to answer uh, a single question that's presented by our subscribers. And we're going to uh, really just try to dive into different thoughts that each of us have on that question, hopefully leading us to encounter the truths of that uh, answer in new ways and leading us and ultimately launching us into mission because uh, we don't just want to talk. We want to do. We want to be. Yeah, I, I think it's cool because it can be questions that like I have myself and I, I sub, like submit a question that I have, but were they going to be questions we get from people? And we're just like, I don't know how to evangelize the person when they have this mindset. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So the, the, the show really, it's, it's going to be pretty uh, short and sweet every week because we want to be able to, to get people out in, into the day-to-day life that they're living. And we want them to take truth with them while they do that. So we're going to answer the question. Uh, and each of us have uh, two pennies with us because you've heard the uh, phrase before. That's my two cents. Each of us We'll have two cents to share on each of the questions. And then from there, there will be a little bit of dialogue and we'll move into a segment that we're calling Mission Momentum. Because again, we want to talk about things that are true. We want to answer the questions the best that we can. But then from there, we want to help people uh, maybe take practical steps into mission in their lives. So uh, another fun thing is we're going to throw questions over to our producer who's in the studio with us, Jack. Jack, how's it going? Hey guys, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah, good, man. Well, uh, Jack will actually be presenting our question every week and then uh, we'll restate it, think about it a little bit. And then the first of us to throw two cents into the jar will be the first to approach wow, it. Wow, so. the first question ever this. on Beyond Damascus. This ever. is going to be a legendary, this will be in uh, yeah. Aaron's like Saint archive once he's dead. Yeah, so, someone just, so, someone just bought first? like a holographic... Uh, Oh man, I'm so bad at this. Charizard? Charizard card. And this is what I'm thinking about. It's like the first one that came out. It's not even like the coolest. It's very plain. <laughs> but this is the first question we've ever asked. Okay. So like something about that. Do you Jack, think it's holographic? What is a question that you are going to give us today? Yeah, Jack. This po- week's question. Pokemon theme. So, well, okay. Aaron, okay. Uh, <laughs> the first question, Brad, yeah. is I'm happy as is. Why do I need to give my life to Jesus? Okay, I am happy as is. Why do I need to give my life to Jesus? What do we think about that? All right, I'm the first one. I almost called him Aaron. I was so excited. I threw in my two cents. So the question is, I am happy as is. Yeah. Why do I need to give my life to Jesus? Uh, I think this is a question that um, people probably get a lot, right? Like, it's like, oh, well, I'm I'm happy. And so I don't need Jesus. And... um, I think of a story. I had a college professor, a theology professor, uh, when I was in college, and he um, he told this story when he was a college student. He was at a bar one night, and some guy was like bragging about his sexual conquest at the bar, and you know he's just sitting there and he's listening to this guy as he brags. He's like, "Oh, I'm so happy. This is happening. This is happening." He's like just bragging about like this life of hedonism he's living, and um, and and so he, the college professor who was telling the story, he he just breaks into this guy who's bragging. He's like, listen, I don't know who you are, what you stand for, but I've been in the depths of your heart. You are empty and miserable and you need a relationship with Jesus. 
And this guy in the middle of a bar just like starts to weep. And he's like, yeah, you're, you're right. And like, uh-huh. and, and it was like in that moment, for whatever reason, Dr. Cowhall is the, the professor's I just, name. I was just wondering who yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he spoke a prophetic word that just broke the this wall down in this guy's heart. Uh-huh. And, and the spirit of God, right? It says, scripture says that the Holy Spirit convicts the heart of sin and righteousness. And just mm-hmm. that word of, you may act like you're happy, but in the depths of your heart, you're empty. Mm-hmm. It, it broke into him and uh, he ended up like repenting and, and like giving his life. Like he wanted to give his life to Jesus. He wanted to know more. And I think mm-hmm. there's something powerful about that. And yeah. so, it, you know, yes, people will say like, hey, I'm happy as is. Um, I, I don't need Jesus. And I would say maybe as is, right? And if you're happy yeah, as yeah. is, you're happy because maybe you're living an unexamined life. And as is right now, it's just a life of hedonism and consumerism. And so maybe the things in your life, and it doesn't mean you're a he, like you're a horrible human being, but consumerism and hedonism is a false happiness. It's a lie. It's, a, it's that it presents this idea of happiness as is, right? <laughs> but it's just hedonism. And, and, and there's a difference between earthly happiness and heavenly happiness. Jesus talks about that, right? There's, he talks about happy are the poor happy are those who mourn. There's beatitude. And so mm-hmm. you may be happy as is, but are you beatitude as is? And yeah. because beatitude is, I'm happy even when I do more. I'm happy when I'm suffering. I'm happy when I'm, uh, I'm poor. And so I have no material wealth. I have no like pleasure. I have no fame. I'm happy, be blessed as a man, happy as the man who is persecuted or insulted or injured. Can you be happy in all those things? I think that the happiness that the gospel offers is heavenly happiness now, right? That I can have heavenly happiness today. And in the depths of my heart, have I examined myself to say, okay, yeah, my life is good, but am I happy? Is it, is it beatitude? Is it this heavenly reality of happiness? That's my two cents. I love, <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> I, well, can I do that every time? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. We'll check. We'll check with Jack okay. after the show. I'll make a great um, tip talk. Man, that's clip. like. <laughs> I I just I think that's so crazy. Like also the fact that those type of interactions can happen. Yeah. Like you can do what Dr. Cowhall did. You know, like you can actually make an impact. Like, um, man, yeah. I I think I like what you were saying about um kind of like consumerism. Just getting stuff doesn't uh doesn't allow us sometimes to examine the deeper things. It like buffers us from reality. You know, like I have all this stuff in front of me and it distracts me from actually examining me. Mm-hmm. I just examine the things around me and I go, well, I have a decent amount of that stuff. So I'm good. And uh, I thought that was interesting. It kind of buffers you like hedonism. You're, you're just, mm-hmm. you're actually distracting. Yourself. Yeah. I, I love that. Uh, the, the critical assessment of that word as is, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, it, it is, it's certainly, um, I guess a fundamental of Christianity that like, we're not supposed to stay where we're at, but this is a reality for the world. Like if mm-hmm. I keep my bank account at a balance of a hundred dollars, I am actively getting poorer every day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think the same can be said just in, in your life. Like if, if I'm, if I'm living a lifestyle right now and virtue and joy mm-hmm. and engagement and physical activity and, and all of these things and peace and comfort, and I'm, I'm happy to stay where I'm at. I'm, I'm fighting a losing battle. <laughs> yeah. Cause your health is, 
all it's going it's on decline yeah. no matter what. <laughs> I was uh I, I had this stark reality the other day that I'm I'm past middle life. I realize I'm 39. I was like, what's the how um, long do you intend to live? What is well the the, the <laughs> average life expectancy for uh, a man is like I think it was like 76. Is I'm that like, right? Oh dang, I've, I'm I'm gone. Yeah. I'm on the I'm on the hill down. So if I'm just happy as is, well I'm on the downward path already. Yeah, I what happens? I was still going yeah, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a, that's actually a decent reflection question if we're talking examine is like, um, if you're looking at your life and you're saying you're happy, would you still be happy absent the things in it? Right. Like if you, if like, if those things fall away, I know that's like the book of Job, right? Like that's like the whole story, but like what, yeah. What's it rooted in? Uh-huh. I think, um, I, I have, I have a thought off that. I'm going to use my two cents and Ooh. drop it into our mission Ooh. garden tea can, which I think is actually really legit. Um, I wonder how that tea tastes. Um, not good anymore. Oh yeah. Like it's I just about forgot what years I was going to say. No, I didn't. Um, so I think beatitude. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about um, just like how we define happiness. So if that person says, I am happy as mm. is, what are they meaning when they say happy, right? Um, Thomas Aquinas, he, he starts famously with that question, what is beatitudo, which is what is happiness? And, um, and it's funny because I think that oftentimes in our day-to-day lives or, or, or even like uh, in conversation with people in the secular world, whenever we hear them say they're happy, what they're saying is I'm pleased, right? Like I, I'm pleased with, um, the things in my life, they're going in a way that's favorable for me. Um, they are, they are having the outcome I desired them to have. Like when we're saying happy or meaning pleased. And, and the reality is that like, not all of life is pleasing. Like we're going to have trials and tribulations that come our way. And if, if what someone is saying is I am happy as is again, to Dan's point of as is, um, if you take as is, and you take the definition of happiness, it's like, yeah, but what happens if you're defining happiness the wrong way? So that when it's something else, it's no longer as is. You know, and so I think um, it's important how we define happiness. Is happiness that which is immediately pleasing to me, or is happiness true groundedness? Yeah, happiness is uh, acceptance of things as they are with radical gratitude, right? Like acceptance of things as they are with radical gratitude. Like exactly what's happening right now. I have a a joy in me that goes beyond that, and that's why I'm happy. Is because. I see a greater reality. I see myself as yeah. um, as someone carrying that gr- that that greater reality, someone that's supposed to live from that. So I, I think my two cents is whenever someone says that, I am happy as is. Uh, why do I need Jesus? Well, you you need Jesus because He is by definition the the only thing that will bring lasting happiness, happiness that even transcends life itself. Right. So um, the definition of happiness, I think, is important. Yeah. He is. It's, yeah. I think it is funny. We're looking at like, why do I need happiness as is? It's like, well, because Jesus, like, why do I need Jesus? It's because Jesus is happiness. Yeah, and so right. they're like, and so it's almost, you're just sad because mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the person doesn't even know, like, you don't even know that, like, you don't even know who Jesus is. And so like, why do you need Jesus? Because you don't even know what, you don't even know what happiness is yet. Like you haven't, like you haven't tasted and seen the goodness of the Lord. So Hmm. your Hmm. worldview is a darkened worldview. And that doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means the light hasn't gone off yet. Like I could, I could be in a dark room and be like, this, this, this room looks Hmm. good as is. Hmm. But then when you turn on the lights, you whoa, this looks so much better. That keeps us from being frustrated that person too. Because maybe they are happy as is. They don't know that happiness oh, yeah, goes yeah. beyond being pleased, right? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes in in mission, we can come from a place of frustration instead of from a place of like brokenheartedness. Like, I want you to know this, like badly, because if you would know, like 
when, when Dr. Cowell in that bar, like mentions that if that comes from purely a place of anger and frustration, it's yeah. suggesting you should know better, but maybe they don't know better. Yeah. Like the evangelist is the bringer of good news. We're supposed That's to good. help them know better, yeah. right? To turn um, the lights on. That's what the evangelist yeah. does. Yeah. He turns the lights hmm. on. Yeah. What hmm. was, I think it was Benedict the 16th talked about how an encounter with Jesus sets life on a new horizon and a decisive direction. I remember as some guy was, uh, I was talking to was describing his conversion and he said, the day after I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, I was driving down the road and he's like, I was, dri- I was literally on the same highway I had been on every single day driving to work. And he's like, I started to see trees I didn't even know ex- saw were it there. He's yeah. like, everything on this drive looked different, hmm. right? Because hmm. to what, what's the phrase you always say? It's de- your yeah. life is definitively different having yeah. known Jesus and not, not knowing, knowing him. him. Yep. And so like, once you know him, yep. happiness as is was happiness as is. Yeah. But once you know him, happiness has been redefined mm-hmm. and everything mm-hmm. looks different. So yeah. yeah, you are happy as is. Do you want 2.0 happiness? Yeah. Try Jesus. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I do too. I do too. I was actually, it's funny that the tree thing had me think of something earlier. Like uh, Nina and I bought a house maybe like a year and a half ago now. And I was just walking around cleaning it the other day. And there's certain corners of the house. I'm like, I didn't even know these were here, <laughs> right? Like, like there are just things around us. Like and let those little moments in your life show you how there's so much more out there than you even know. Yeah. Like if, if I don't know the corners of my house, I don't know. I don't know the gravitas of God. Like I, I don't know how good that is, mm-hmm. right? And I want to keep leaning into that. And uh, have you guys ever been inspired by a by a TV villain? <laughs> I'm sure you have. <laughs> I didn't know how to respond. I, uh, I actually don't know what uh, just happened. That laugh surprised me. Well, uh, Jack, was it Batman Forever? I was. I think I was in middle school when Two Face, the 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 villain in the Batman mm. movie, Two Face. Yeah. He had a really good coin flip. So for most of my middle school oh gosh, career, I worked on yep. I worked on the coin flip. Yep. Ah, that was I'm, I'm not gonna get bad it. though. A little short. Oh, Aaron. I'm off the rim. So we should give him right, we should Aaron, give him the goal of mission makes sense. I mean what right. the, right. we, we gotta we got a whole we got a whole season. We're gonna let that go. This. All right. Um okay, here we go. Dan's gonna Dan's gonna hate this. I've only ever once quoted an ancient philosopher. Oh man. Okay. You're you're a disgrace to Catholicism. <laughs> we did a we did a retreat a couple <laughs> Wait, I heard that from that. That was kind of mean. <laughs> hey, in the first episode we <laughs> called someone a disgrace. Wow. There we go. Wow. Yeah. Uh no, a couple years ago we, we used to run a retreat for for high school students and uh we we led with a question similar to this. What what will make you happy? And mm-hmm. it, it was kind of based on that definition, Brad, that we actually looked at to how Aristotle describes goodness and happiness. And there's this terminology, uh, philosophical terminology called an essence, mm-hmm. which you talk about like the, the actual core crystallized nature of a, of a thing, mm-hmm. right? And that, and that when, you, when you fulfill, when a thing aligns itself, fulfills its essence, it can be described effectively as good. And uh, when that thing fulfills its essence, that that, that is the, the philosophical definition of happiness. Mm-hmm. So I used to show, uh, I used to show, you, you guys probably remember this. I used to show a video on the retreat of a guy driving just an insane motorcycle, right? Uh, I, I hope you never have the opportunity Ducati, to do right? this at home. If I recall. I forget what he was driving, I but was he, uh, he's going down the highway. He's, he's doing like 160 miles an hour, like, 
to the point where he's weaving in and out of traffic and, and these cars that are traveling at highway speeds are just like flying by him as if they're standing still. Jack, can we have a disclaimer at the bottom of the screen that says, please don't do ever do that. Don't, don't ever drive that. It's, it's, it's the worst. not endorse this kind of behavior. It's the worst idea ever. And, uh, and he's, he's recording this video thinking he's all awesome and high and mighty. And then all of a sudden this other motorcycle just flies by him, probably doing like 250. And my, my definition to the guys was like that is a happy motorcycle, right? <laughs> yeah, right, it's, right, right? It's fulfilling its purpose and its essence. And, and I think a lot of times when you ask this question, um, I'm, I'm okay where I'm at. Uh, why do I need more, right? Mm -hmm. Why do I need Jesus? And I would suggest that Jesus will give you more um, is because I, you, you don't know what you're missing. Yep. I think that's, that's where I would stand. You don't know what you're missing if you, if you think you're good enough where you're at. And, uh, and you know, St. John Paul II, he has a quote that I love and I, I quote it frequently. You've heard it on the show before if you've tuned in in the past, but man can only come to know himself through a sincere gift of himself. And until we've lived the lifestyle of Jesus, of truly giving ourselves away, um, we won't be fulfilled philosophically. And I, I've seen that in my own experience. I've seen that in, in you guys' life. I've seen that in the, in the life of the missionaries here at Damascus, mm -hmm. that, that a life poured out is a life fully alive. Yep. And if you're not living a life poured out, and truly the only way to effectively do that is in relationship with Jesus, yeah. then, then you're living a life unfulfilled. I love that. It's like, you can almost, if a person says like, why do I, I'm happy as is, why do I need Jesus? You can just like, yes, your life is good, but Jesus has a totally different kind of life for you, right? Yeah. The Christianity mm -hmm. isn't this mm -hmm. life that when we're baptized, like we're plunged in the waters of baptism. We die to ourselves and we come out a new creation. Paul says, yeah. whoever is in Christ Jesus is a new creation. The old has passed away. New things have come. And you're kind of talking about this new life in Jesus that like, yeah. okay, Christianity isn't living my life and feeling good about my life and finding happiness because I have Jesus as an accessory. You know, Christianity is I died and I rose another Christ that Jesus is saying your life is good as is, but I can give you my life. Yeah. And right. I would right. rather be Jesus's hands, his feet, his mm -hmm. heart, his mouth, his pulse in this world than my own. Then a, a good enough Dan. Yeah. yeah. Right. 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 Like, right. And that is so, like, it's a transformed <clears throat> lifestyle. Christianity is a transformed life. And if you want a different way of life, a supernatural life, a heavenly existence starting today, Try Jesus. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, um, oh man, my, my mind's going into a bunch of places. I think um, like the, the first thing off what you're saying, Dan, is like, um, we're, not made for, we're just not made for complacency. And I think what happens when someone states something like this question is that they're thinking to themselves, no, I just want to appreciate things as is, okay? I just want to be appreciative. But there's a, there's a difference between appreciation and complacency. And what ends up happening is we actually hide complacency like behind or beside like a false appreciation. It's like, no, I'm just okay with how things are. It's like, but no, you're not though. You're not okay with how things are because you weren't made to be okay. You know with what the, how the perfect are. way to respond to that is? Tell me. By asking how we can live it. Yeah. On mission. Every day. Yeah, right. Exactly. That, <laughs> well, yeah, that's a decent segue. But uh, I do think the, like the last thing I want to say there though is before, because I do think I, I like, I, I do think that's actually real, but I, I do think that there's a, um, there's an, uh, an element of us where we as like a Christian people are living in a secularized society in uh, the world we live in. And I, I've been kind of writing about this a little bit. Like it, um, it, it almost wants to keep us impactless. Mm -hmm. It's just like, just go through your life. Don't make too many ripples. Right. 
but inside of us, something wants to make ripples, right? And if that's gone dormant, we need to resurrect that. Yep. And Jesus will do that. Like that's what he does is he resurrects any of those areas of complacency. That's why we should examine. That's why we should. Well, and not questions. to be silly, but like mission momentum is that, right? It's the sure. ripple. And so that's right. something that's right. that you talk about this and sometimes when you're preaching, Brad, there's mm-hmm. something when you throw that rock in the water and you see the ripple, the, mm-hmm. this idea that my life matters yeah. is seen in that mm-hmm. ripple, that mm-hmm. I can have an impact. And that's, that's the coolest thing about Jesus is he doesn't just say, hey, I want, I want you to have a relationship with me because I'm going to fix all of your problems and be the crutch that you lean on, right? That's right. No, it's that we have a share in his suffering, but we also have a share in his glory that Jesus says, I love you so much. You get to accompany me on mission. Yep. I'm going to fill you with the, the Holy Spirit, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the same spirit that enabled Jesus to heal the sick and raise the dead is given to us so that we can live missionary lives. Yep. And, and so if you're just seeking really Jesus because you're mm-hmm. seeking the next thing to provide you the the greatest high you're seeking the wrong like you're just seeking a, a hedonistic life yeah, right and right. like and life isn't mm-hmm. meant for just you it's meant to make that ripple yeah that's right and I I think uh yeah well I couldn't do it better than I think you two have we're gonna move into uh <laughs> that that uh that segment but I I know I'm in agreement I I say that uh kind of like lightheartedly but I think um mission momentum this section is kind of why this show exists right is we yeah. we do want people to to carry these thoughts into the world right because this uh, podcast doesn't exist so we could think good thoughts. It's so that we can make an impact. Right. And so, um, I got, I, I have yeah, my, why don't we throw my, it to my you? mission challenge. So, okay. Okay. So. so this is again, how, uh, for those new to the season, right? Uh, which this is, is everybody, how, which is everybody. <laughs> <laughs> all of us. Yeah. I'm like looking at you, Jack, like, Hey, We're you're all new. new. Um, but, uh, it's, it's how we can build momentum on in, mission, on mission in our lives. Yep. All right. I'm going to challenge everyone. You are going to find someone this week. If you've listened to this podcast, there is someone in your life that you know, the spirit has convicted you that they are not happy. So my challenge is actually talk to that person this week mm-hmm. uh, and address their unhappiness. That if the spirit has convicted you that the lifestyle that this person is living is leading to unhappiness in their life, have a conversation with them and, and ask them in the depths of your heart, are you unhappy? And if you are, try Jesus. Like that. Like that. Aaron, how about you? How can we build? I think a lot of times we, we we tend to ask this question like, am I Am I satisfied enough? Is my life good enough? Because a lot of times the church doesn't look much different from sec- the secular world. Mm. And um, my encouragement is that that doesn't have to be the case, right? Mm-hmm. That as Dan was saying, like we, we are called not just to share in Jesus's suffering, but in his glory. Mm-hmm. And we, we've seen it here at Damascus. We've seen it through many different communities, Christian communities who, who have embraced that call of realizing, God, you actually desire for me to be um, a supernatural uh, difference maker in the world. Mm. Yeah. Like I, I'm, a, I'm a force of, tra- of transformation that when I pray for someone who, to be healed, I can see their body transformed. That yeah. when, I, when I am in uh, connection, when I can hear the voice of my father, that I can actually speak words with a wisdom that surpasses natural yeah. understanding, natural wisdom, mm-hmm. natural strategy. So it, I guess it's an encouragement that you, you have a capacity to live a life that's greater than the life you're living now. And to mm-hmm. pray for that reality to be made manifest in your life. Uh, it, and if you don't have the words to pray for that yourself, mm-hmm. find someone to pray with you for that. Mm-hmm. You'd, you'd be shocked at, at the capacity that God's given you to live a supernatural lifestyle. I love that. Uh, how to build mission momentum in the week to come. I think I am going to answer that question with three words, engage the moment. So I think um, what, what we can often do is have life pass us by instead of engaging it. 
And usually when we start engaging our life, we start seeing pockets that could be fixed. We start seeing people who could be talked to. We start seeing um, gaps that we can fill. And when we engage the moment, mission flows from that. And so um, what I would encourage you to do over the next week and into the rest of your life is, is to try to bring yourself present to the moment. Like when you're at the gas station, be at the gas station, not just on your way somewhere. When you're at the restaurant, be at the restaurant, not just on your way somewhere. When you're at work, be at work, not just on your way to somewhere. When you're with your family and so on and so forth, right? Engage the moment. And when you do that with the Holy Spirit, he, right. he it opens your eyes. That's to the second see step. 100%. To sanctify the moment. 100%. Because once yeah. I realize that like I'm present to this moment, I, I'm, by, by like definition, the Holy Spirit's going to highlight things to me because he wants to, he wants to make impact. He wants me to be part of that impact. And, um, yeah, I think that's what I got. That's um, awesome, Brad. But, uh, Good. yeah, this is sweet. I love this. Um, so really, uh, every <laughs> week we're just going to ask you how you're going to build mission momentum this week. So those are some examples of how we think you can. Um, but the reality is you definitely should. So, um, again, this is, uh, beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. We hope that you've encountered the Lord in a new way today through the content shared. And hopefully this next week is a week where you spend time with the Lord on mission. We, uh, are going to be back again next week. And we're going to keep uh, trying our hand at this. So um, I guess uh, we want to finish just by saying three words to you guys and we can all say it together, right? Go on the count. <laughs> three or something. I don't know how we do that, but um, the reality is mission, mission makes, makes sense. sense. See it? Mission. And it makes sense. That's great. And it also makes impact. So uh, get after it this week and we'll see you uh, next time on Beyond Damascus. Hey friends, at Damascus, we provide life-changing experiences for the youth of the church every single day. It's amazing to see God change a person's life. And we have a special mission partner who has said for every new subscription we get to Beyond Damascus this season, they'll give us a $10 scholarship for a kid to come to camp or on a retreat. And so if we get 5,000 new subscribers, we'll be able to raise $50,000 in camp scholarships to change young people's lives. So yeah, I know it's stupid, like, subscribe, all that stuff. But seriously, subscribe to Beyond Damascus and ask other people to do it because we can actually change lives through that simple button. Also, we like to brag when God is changing people's lives. And so after every episode, we're gonna have a testimony and we want you to stay tuned and listen to this testimony to hear how God has impacted someone's life. And God's not dead. He's on the move. And he wants to change your life more and more every day. Hi, my name is Adam and I'm a missionary here at Damascus. I'm super excited today to share my testimony of how I ended up coming here and why I needed Jesus. So before becoming a missionary, I was an engineer for about five years. I uh, went to college for it and had a bunch of different like passions and different interests along the way. I interned in politics, worked for Barstool Sports, did a bunch of sports betting and I would kind of become an expert at each one and then just get bored of it and move on to the next thing. Um, you could say I wasn't satisfied. So my younger sister was also, well, before was a missionary here and she invited me to a men's retreat two Aprils ago. And after coming here, I heard the Lord's voice, went back home. I was like, wow, that was cool. Um, but not really something that I would do. Right. So I remember just going to work and back and forth and then like, always having the thought in the back of my mind, but never doing anything about it. So I went to another, like a, a month later, went to an outpouring here and received a bunch of words during like prayer ministry and whatever that, essentially I was supposed to be a missionary. Um, I 
denied all of them because I did not want to do that. And yeah, I went back home very kind of angry with myself after that. Um, and I made a deal with the Lord and I gave him these three reasons why I wasn't becoming a missionary. One was at the time I was living with my grandpa after my grandma passed. And I was like, I can't leave grandpa lonely. The other one was I have this great job. It's like everything I could ask for. I don't want to leave that. And then the last was, there's no way that I could counsel middle schoolers and high schoolers. And within about one week, the Lord knocked down each one of them. Um, our, my little cousin moved in with me and grandpa, who I also counseled to a degree. Um, and I went into work the next day and they were like, hey, we want you to be a first shift supervisor. So what that meant was I no longer had like the freedom to kind of work on what I wanted to. Um, but now it was like scheduling union. It was, yeah. So about two weeks before last summer, um, me and grandpa went to my parents' house for dinner and my sister who was a missionary had gone to Maria Stein that day. And she came back with a pamphlet from this like miraculous restaurant. And in it, it said that you're allowed to ask the Lord for a clear sign and he won't get offended that you don't already know. And I remember just being struck by that um, and knew that I needed to do it because of all the things that had been happening in my life. And so... I went to bed that night and for the first time in about 10 years, I kneeled at the foot of my bed and I prayed in our father, a Hail Mary, a glory be. And then I just prayed an honest prayer. I said, Lord, if I'm supposed to be doing something different with my life, give me a sign and make it really clear because I'm dumb. And if it's not clear, I won't do it. And I went to bed and I had an insane dream where I was in the dining hall um, at the lodge and running around. There's kids everywhere. And all of a sudden it turned to a nightmare. All the lights were flashing. Everyone stared directly at me and they said, we need help with the tech issues. And then I woke up and I was like, okay, Lord, I think that was the sign, but I kind of think like the devil was trying to take it over and whatever. So I was like, if that was you, Lord, give me another sign and make it even clearer. And if that was the devil, let me fall asleep and forget about it. And so after a little bit, I went from sitting up to laying back down. And as I did, um, I just saw a massive hand just slowly lower down from the ceiling. Um, and as it came into contact with my body, all the blood in my veins felt like it was freezing cold and about to burst. And then the hand continued to press me into my memory foam bed. And I heard a, just a super clear voice, a deep booming voice like outside of my right ear. And it was, sorry, this is the first time you've heard from me, Adam, but be smart. And the Lord yelled, be smart. And I knew in that moment, um, after about 25 years of needing proof that the Lord was real, that he was. And it changed everything. And so two days later, I went to a worship night. And I was a little bit confused still because this was like a week and a half before the summer started. And I was like, I'm not just going to quit my job. And if I don't even have a job lined up, right? Um, and one of the girls in the band came up to me and she's like, hey, Adam, have I ever told you about how I quit my job and went to Damascus? And I was like, no. So after she tells the whole story, she ends it with, you should do it too. And I just laughed. I was like, okay, Lord, I get it. So the next day I called Brad and before I could really even tell him the story, he was like, hey, we have a spot for you as a counselor in Ohio this summer. Um, let me guess the reason you wanted to have this call before the end of the day, which was a Friday afternoon, was so you could quit your job. And I said, yep. So I quit my job on the spot and reported to camp a week later. And I was a counselor all summer. And then not really having told anyone the story about the dream, I stayed on for full time and my role was tech lead um, in the full-time year. And so I did that the last year up until this point. So... I just share this to say that the Lord can do miraculous and crazy things in your life. And thank you for listening. God bless.